Okay. Wow. So that was interesting story. Yeah, that's a great story. Well, uh, I think I lost track of my own going and coming, but uh, anyway, when I came back to Moscow, we had to pack really fast. Yeah. And uh, and boarded a uh, plane. The first flight was Moscow-Vienna. And in Vienna, all of us new immigrants were taken to a, uh, um, literally a castle, which called Schönau, a castle approximately uh, 60 kilometers outside of Vienna. It was a castle which was rented by Israeli government just to process all the immigrants who were coming and going. So for one night, we all went there, we stayed there, and uh, we were all processed, uh, put on different buses, and on different flights. And while there in Chernow, I had my final story before leaving Soviet Union. And that was a, of, of our final destination. Mm -hmm. It went like this. As you know, my brother was already in Israel. Mm -hmm. And I decided to send some things by mail ahead of the time. So I will okay. not need to have huge luggage with me. So I had considerable amount of scores, and you actually could see them all, these pocket scores on those shelves. You see those three mm -hmm. shelves? Most of them are from, they're all from uh, Leipzig, you know, the edit, uh, edit Peter's edition. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I sent them all to my brother. All those pocket scores. Some of them are with uh, even printed in Russian language. Some of the books too. And long playing records. And uh, so just to make our travel lighter. And I also informed him of arrival because he, we knew our arrival to the airport, uh, Lod Airport just outside of Tel Aviv. So he was informed of my arrival. But the first stop was Vienna. In Vienna, we arrived to this uh, magnificent Schönau castle. And we were given a room, young family with children. As soon as we landed in our room, my wife at the time tells me that she has no intention at all to follow me to Israel. Yeah, she said, I'm not going. But you can do whatever you like. So I decided to find a person in charge and share my news. He invited me to his office, invited me to sit down, and then he gave me Israeli newspaper in Russian language. They have one for all Russian immigrants. They have the uh, Russian newspaper. 
and I'm reading article which really shook me right there. It was a shocking time altogether. And it said that uh, the music director of Israel Philharmonic, Zubin Mehta, made announcement yesterday about the arrival of two prominent violinists from Moscow Philharmonic to join shortly Israel Philharmonic Orchestra. And their names are Emmanuel Borak and Viktor Yankovsky. So I'm reading this article, <laughs> and I don't know what to say. But of course, I regroup and I said, oh, you know what? It's very nice, and I, I think one of these days I will go to Israel. But at the moment, my wife is not going, so I have to find alternate way. And he smiled at me and said, young man, you are in the West now. You are in a free world. So if you want to go somewhere else, if you want to go to America, you will go to America. So next morning, you come out. We'll have buses here. But you will hear your name through loudspeaker. And then you will uh, have to be in front of this building. And so I saw the buses. And the whole congregation from last night boarded those buses and they went back to the airport and they boarded Elal flight to Tel Aviv. And shortly after, I hear my name loudspeaker through loudspeaker Mr. Yampolsky, your cab is here, taxi is waiting for you uh, to take you to Vienna. And surely there was black Mercedes cab. Uh, so I put all family and all our suitcases there, and we are driving to Vienna. That's all I knew. I knew nothing else. Uh, but I've been to Vienna before, once, with the Moscow Philharmonic. So I felt uh, something familiar. And so we stopped at the uh, Brahms Plaza number three and there was a sign American Embassy just so we arrived to American immigration office and the sign says Hebrew highest it means H Hebrew immigration alien service of the United States highest that's how we used to call it it was a quite a long, long-lasting organization, which was created back in late 1890s. But of course, I was not aware of that. Anyway, they they took us, took us our names, full family, gave me 1,500 shillings, right there, gave my kids lollipops and told us there is a cab waiting for you outside. We'll take you to your accommodations. You will stay there for at least a week until we'll ship you to Rome because the whole main office is in Rome. So for a week, we lived in Vienna 
with uh, my little kids. And of course, I walked everywhere by foot. And I saw great state opera house and music for Ryan. And I, I saw all this. Uh, oh, there was a very interesting thing. I went to very, very famous music store, Doblinger, in, uh, in Vienna. Uh, at that time, I was so eager to buy scores of composers who were forbidden in Soviet Union, like Schoenberg, Bergen, Webern, you mm -hmm. know. And so I asked, do you have a score of the Verklärte Nacht, you know, the Schoenberg, uh, Transfigured Night, I want the score. And lady said, oh, ah, I had it, but you know, there was another guy just bought yesterday. He, he got, who is it? And uh, she said, Zubin Mehta. <laughs> <laughs> he was here just the other day. He, he wanted that score. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so one week we spent there. And then we were all put on a train to Rome. And in Rome, the whole other uh, page of this immigration starts with with meeting Mrs. Eller and uh, meeting Zubin Mehta and playing for him and playing for Bernstein. So now you know the missing link ah, you know, yeah. from Soviet, how I got to Rome through this process. Wow. Very interesting. Yes.